morning and welcome to Holy Trinity Lutheran Church this morning. We are so grateful that you joined us this morning on this Lord's Day. As we would normally do, we would invite you into Gallery View to turn on your video screen uh, to wave to one another if you haven't done so already. We're not quite sure what's been able to be done so far. It's kind of glitchy this morning, but give everybody a wave, say hello to one another, greet each other as the, the gathered body of Christ this morning. We're so grateful you're here, and we just want to let you know that um, you are welcome in this virtual space, no matter who you are or where you're from, no matter the color of your skin or who you love or marry, no matter your gender identity, your age, your ability, your documentation status, or even how you feel about organized church or religion. We are grateful you are here and you belong here. We will now continue with our service with the confession and forgiveness. Blessed be the Holy Trinity, one God, who forgives all our sin, whose mercy endures forever. Amen. Almighty God, to whom all hearts are open, all desires known, and from whom no secrets are hid. Cleanse the thoughts of our hearts by the inspiration of your Holy Spirit, that we may perfectly love you and worthily magnify your holy name. Through Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. Let us confess our sin in the presence of God and one another. God of all mercy, we confess that we have sinned against you, opposing your will in our lives. We have denied your goodness in each other, in ourselves and in the world you have created. We repent of the evil that enslaves us, the evil we have done, and the evil done on our behalf. Forgive, restore, and strengthen us through our Savior, Jesus Christ, that we may abide in your love and serve only your will. Amen. Because we are buried with Christ in these waters, we are raised to new life with him. By grace you have been saved. In the name of Jesus Christ, your sins are forgiven. Rejoice in this good news.
grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the communion of the Holy Spirit be with you all. And also with you. Let us pray. God, we thank you for your Son, who chose the path of suffering for the sake of the world. Humble us by his example, point us to the path of obedience, and give us strength to follow your commands. Through Jesus Christ, our Savior and Lord. Amen. A reading from Exodus. Moses was keeping the flock of his father-in-law Jethro the priest of Midian. He led his flock beyond the wilderness and came to Horeb, the mountain of God. There the angel of the Lord appeared to Moses in a flame of fire out of a bush. He looked and the bush was blazing, yet it was not consumed. Then Moses said, I must turn aside and look at this great sight and see why the bush is not burned up. When the Lord saw that he had turned aside to see, God called to him out of the bush, Moses, Moses. And he said, here I am. Then God said, come no closer, remove the sandals from your seat for the place on which you are standing is holy ground. God said further, I am the God of your father, the God of Abraham the God of Isaac, and the God of Jacob. And Moses hid his face, for he was afraid to look at God. Then the Lord said, I have observed the misery of my people who are in Egypt. I have heard their cry on account of their taskmasters. Indeed, I know their sufferings, and I have come down to deliver them from the Egyptians and to bring them up out of that land to a good and broad land, a land flowing with milk and honey, to the country of the Canaanites, the Hittites, the Amorites, the Perizzites, the Hivites, and the Jebusites. The cry of the Israelites has now come to me. I have also seen how the Egyptians oppress them so come, I will send you to Pharaoh to bring my people, the Israelites, out of Egypt. But Moses said to God, who am I that I should go to Pharaoh and bring the Israelites out of Egypt? God said, I will be with you. And this shall be the sign for you that it is I who sent you. When you have brought the people out of Egypt, you shall worship God on this mountain. But Moses said to God, if I come to the Israelites and say to them, the God of your ancestors has sent me to you, and they ask me, what is God's name? What shall I say to them? God said to Moses, I am who I am. God said further, Thus you shall say to the Israelites, I am has sent me 
to you. God also said to Moses, thus you shall say to the Israelites, the Lord, the God of your ancestors, the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, the God of Jacob has sent me to you. This is my name forever. And this is my title for all generations. Word of God, word of life. Thanks be to God. to the Lord and call upon God's name. Make known the deeds of the Lord among the peoples. Sing to the Lord, sing praises, and speak of all God's marvelous works. Glory in God's holy name. Let the hearts of those who seek the Lord rejoice. Search for the strength of the Lord, continually seek God's face. Remember the marvels God has done, the wonders and the judgments of God's mouth. O offspring of Abraham, God's servants, O children of Jacob, God's chosen ones. Israel came into Egypt, and Jacob became a sojourner in the land of Ham. Lord, may the people of Israel very fruitful, more numerous than their enemies. Whose hearts God turned so that they hated God's people and dealt unjustly with the servants of God. O Lord, you sent Moses, your servant, and Aaron, your chosen one. Hallelujah. A reading from Romans. Let love be genuine. Hate what is evil. Hold fast to what is good. Love one another with mutual affection. Outdo one another in showing honor. Do not lag in zeal, be ardent in spirit. Serve the Lord. Rejoice in hope, be patient in suffering, persevere in prayer. Contribute to the needs of the saints, extend hospitality to strangers. Bless those who persecute you. Bless and do not curse them. Rejoice with those who rejoice and weep with those who weep. Live in harmony with one another. Do not be haughty, but associate with the lowly. Do not claim to be wiser than you are. Do not repay anyone evil for evil, but take thought for what is noble in the sight of all. If it is possible, so far as it depends on you, live peaceably with all. Beloved, never avenge yourselves, but leave room for the wrath of God. Word is written, vengeance is mine, I will repay, says the Lord. No, if your enemies are hungry, feed them. If they are thirsty, give them something to drink. 
for by doing this, you will keep burning coals on their heads. Do not be overcome by evil, but overcome evil with good. Word of God, word of life. Thanks be to God. From that time on, Jesus began to show his disciples that he must go to Jerusalem and undergo great suffering at the hands of the elders and the chief priests and scribes, and be killed and on the third day be raised. And Peter took Jesus aside and began to rebuke him, saying, God forbid it, Lord, this must never happen to you. But Jesus turned and said to Peter, Get behind me, Satan, you are a stumbling block to me. For you are setting your mind not on divine things, but on human things. Then Jesus told his disciples, 
If any want to become my followers, let them deny themselves and take up their cross and follow me. For those who want to save their life will lose it, and those who lose their life for my sake and for the sake of the gospel will find it. For what will it profit them if they gain the whole world but forfeit their life? Or what will they give in return for their life? For the Son of Man is to come with his angels in the glory of his Father, and then he will repay everyone for what he has, has been done. Truly I tell you, there are some standing here who will not taste death before they see the Son of Man coming in his dominion. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise, Praise to you, O Christ. I do not like wearing shoes. Now, I love shopping for shoes. I especially enjoy a good clearance sale at DSW where I can dream about wearing those tall leather black boots or red pumps. But most of the time, I prefer to be shoeless. As soon as I walk into the house after work, I take my shoes off so I can relax. Even when I'm at work, you'll often find me shoeless. It's just more comfortable. Maybe some of you have lived in or visited places where the norm is to take off your shoes when you enter someone's house. In Japan, for instance, there's a very specific shoe etiquette. No matter where you go, someone's home, a museum, a temple, when you enter, you're expected to remove your shoes. I learned from one writer this week that the reason people remove their shoes is not only to keep their houses and floors clean, but also so they can relax and be themselves. Mm. In today's reading from Exodus, God speaks to Moses through the burning bush and says, Remove the sandals from your feet, for the place where you are standing is holy ground. Then God lays out a plan for Moses. God says, I've seen the misery of my people in Egypt. I've heard their cries. I know how much they are suffering. And I want to get them out of Egypt and into a better land, a land I promised to their ancestors, your ancestors, Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. So I am sending you, Moses, to Pharaoh, to bring my people out of their oppression in Egypt to a land that is flowing with milk and honey. Now, I've always assumed the command to remove his shoes was to show respect for the divine presence that Moses needed to remove his sandals to honor the Holy One. But instead of bowing before God with awe and humility, as a shoeless man ought to do, instead of agreeing to God's plan, saying, yes, and I ask God to help and guide me, <laughs> Moses disagrees with God. He says, I'm not ready. I don't speak well enough. I'm not the right person. So I wonder if this well-known biblical story could be read in a different way. God tells Moses to take off his shoes so he can be himself, to be open and vulnerable to what God has to say. I imagine God saying, come here, Moses, sit down, relax. Let's have a conversation about the plans I have for you. I need you. Not Abraham, not Isaac, not Jacob. I don't need someone with professional public speaking skills or a medal of honor. 
I need you. So let's talk honestly about this plan. God calls ordinary, flawed human beings to do great and holy work. Now we may not have a burning bush experience as Moses did, a clear divine voice coming from a miraculously burning bush that's never consumed, but we do stand on holy ground in the presence of God, our feet figuratively bare, and we are invited to be open to God's passion and share an intimate connectedness with the divine. For many, those sacred places are where we worship, surrounded by the beauty of the space, the people, and the moving music. Lots of people experience sacred space in nature, walking on a trail in the woods, or sitting by an ocean or a lake, or in the mountains. It's easy to see sacredness in the places of beauty. Yet holy ground is also found in unexpected places and situations. These past few months in our living rooms and offices as we worship together in a Zoom way. Birthing rooms or airports are holy ground when parents meet their children for the first time. Hospitals and homes are holy ground as people who are sick and dying are cared for with love and respect. And even on city streets, as protesters gather, demanding an end to violence and oppression. These places are holy because God is there. And God sees us when we are most vulnerable and hurting, in our sin and brokenness, and God invites us to take off our shoes, to listen to God's voice, and see others who are suffering and broken too. To be connected to God, we must be connected to those who are suffering. In this story today, we see a God who is fully engaged in the plight of the oppressed. God says, I have heard their cry, I know their sufferings, and I have gone, come down to deliver them and bring them up. God, you see, is moved by their cries, and God responds with action. At the heart of the Bible story of the burning bush is the beating heart of God, a heart that burns with compassion and justice for the oppressed of every time and every place. God calls you, just as God called Moses, to new and unimaginable opportunities, which may not feel all that sacred. Like Moses, we too might say, I'm not ready. I don't want to speak well enough. I'm not the right person. Pick someone else, please. But faith is not just about me and my relationship with Jesus. Getting behind Jesus, as Peter is commanded to do in today's gospel, means following Jesus into the heart of God's passion for the people who are in bondage and setting them free. God instructs Moses to tell Pharaoh, let my people go. And on holy ground and in holy encounters today, God calls us to do the same. Let my people go from racism, oppression, and disease. Let my people go from the expanding gap between the rich and the poor, from unfair and unequal working conditions. Let my people go. 
God calls us to speak up about unjust systems that oppress, even if we don't feel equipped or well-spoken enough to make a difference. God calls us to stand with those who are hurt by violence and natural disasters or who have no sense of belonging, even if we don't know exactly what to do, yet. God calls us to open our eyes and hearts to the pain and suffering of others. And, this is a really important and, mm. God calls us to take off our shoes, be vulnerable and open to the God who embraces us in our own pain and suffering, whatever it may be. I am who I am is God's name. A philosophy professor I once had said that God is a verb and used this verse to make his argument. It's a hard concept to wrap my brain around, but consider this. God is the one who always holds the action, is never stagnant or still. I am loves. I am restores. I am forgives. And I am calls. I am is with us whenever we find ourselves on holy ground. Amen. the whole church, let us confess our faith in the words of the Apostles' Creed. I believe in God, the Father Almighty, creator of heaven and earth. I believe in Jesus Christ, God's only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, died, and was buried. He descended to the dead. On the third day he rose again. He ascended into heaven. He is seated at the right hand of the Father, and he will come to judge the living and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. As we gather together in the Spirit, let us pray for the needs of the world. 
Caring for the church around the world, we pray for a spirit of ecumenical cooperation, for the health of congregations during this difficult time, for our bishops, pastors, deacons, and lay leaders. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. prayer. Seeing before us your good creation, we pray for the repair of what we have harmed, for polar ice, for lands dealing with oppressive heat, for fields ravaged by storms and fires. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Facing so many international problems, we pray for the strengthening of democracies, for peaceful resolutions to conflicts, for the people of Belarus, Lebanon, and Yemen, for researchers seeking a vaccine, for racial justice within our nation, for our legislators to assist the lives of the poor, for an ethical election campaign. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Surrounded by people with great and hidden need, we pray for families frightened by the uncertain future, for those whose homes have burned down, for students deprived of effective education, for all who are facing the coronavirus, for those without medical care, for those we name before you, in our hearts, in the chat feature, or by unmuting. Holland yeah. Anna Kim Lord in your mercy hear our prayer Mindful of all who have gone before us in the faith we offer thanks for blessed Mary and all the saints famous and forgotten, who have stood on the holy ground of this earth and now dwell in the brightness of glory. Lord, in your mercy. Hear our prayer. In the certain hope that nothing can separate us from your love, we offer these prayers to you through Jesus Christ, our Savior and Lord. Amen. Amen. We invite you to open your hands in the Iran's position to express our openness and vulnerability to God, to whom we pray. Trusting in God's tender, motherly care, let us pray as Jesus taught us. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done, on earth as in heaven. Give us today our daily bread. Forgive us our sins, as we forgive those who sin against us. Save us from the time of trial, and deliver us from evil. For the kingdom, the power, and the glory are yours, now and forever. Amen. Thank you for joining us for worship as we are gathered, some in the sanctuary, Holy Trinity Lakeview, some around the country, many in our homes. I come to you this morning from 
Izanti, Minnesota, where I was present yesterday for the ordination of one of our seminarians from three years ago, Ian Cone Fry. And it was a privilege to be there for that service yesterday. A few announcements. We hope that, and these announcements are on our webpage each week. Today's forum will be a discussion of today's text, The Burning Bush, Taking Off Shoes, and our continuing um, events in Exodus, Our Liberation Story. Please note also, uh, tomorrow evening is um, HT Orientation. If you are new to our community, maybe you've found us online. Some of you might be gathered around the country and we'd love for you to make a new connection with us, perhaps as an associate member, or just uh, to know a little bit more about you and to discuss ways that we might think about our ongoing um, ministry, both in person and online. You'll notice of other events this week, the. Um, um, you'll notice on Thursday, there is a scripture study with other Lakeview congregations. This is new. It studies the, the scriptures for the coming Sunday. So please take a look at that and you're welcome to join others. The book study will be tomorrow night, an anti-racism meeting. You're all welcome to uh, coming up as well. Finally, a couple words about communion in our community. Next Sunday, as we are doing once a month, there will be communion as a part of our service uh, online. And there's a lot of information both in the e-news and online about preparing your table, uh, getting ready for communion. We will be also offering it several times in person, physically distant, um, two Sunday mornings from 11.15 to 11.45, and on September 16th at 6.30 and 7.30 p.m. And we need you to sign up for those occasions. Our Loose Offering Fund supports the Elvina Moan Fund. And I'm proud to tell you that so far our congregation has given $7,400 to uh, 10 different requests most having to do with rent, utility, and groceries. And there'll be some more information in the e-news about that. Um, and if you're able, we invite you to support our Loose Offering Fund or um, the Elvina Moan Fund. And now, as we have done several times, or almost every week during the pandemic, we hear a faith story. And today, from our very own administrator, who is also a director of media worship and so integral to our Zoom worship, Bo Surratt. Good morning, everyone. Most people who know me well will tell you that deep inside, I'm really an 84-year-old woman. My idea of a good time is sitting in a rocking chair with a cat nearby, drinking a cup of decaf and knitting. I grew up as an only child in a strongly Southern Baptist family in Tennessee. I've been an old soul for as long as I can remember. My closest friends in middle and high school were all 30 to 50 years older than me. And my favorite activity when I was in eighth grade was hanging out at Wednesday night church dinners with my first organ teacher, who was 62 at the time, and his lady friends all of whom were about 20 years older than him. Growing up, faith and church was the water I swam in. It saturated every part of my life, but it was a very personal faith. 
It was all about personal salvation, me and Jesus and getting to heaven. Despite constant quotes of John 3.16, God so loved the world, the faith that I grew up with seemed to suggest that God cared very little about this world, about this earth, or about any human being who didn't believe in Jesus. Me getting to heaven was the only thing that mattered. Everyone else be damned. Church music is what saved my faith and eventually led, led me to Holy Trinity. When I got my first church job as a church organist at age 14, it was in a United Methodist Church. People from the Baptist Church where I grew up literally said to me, well, I guess we'll let you go be a missionary to the Methodists. I hear they go to heaven too. Then I started playing at a Catholic church and went to a Lutheran church music conference and played for the Presbyterians and oh my, it was a slippery slope. Church music exposed me to other traditions and other ways of experiencing God. And it all seemed so natural to me. Eventually, when I was 17, I started coming out as a gay man and met the man to whom I'm now married. Being gay seemed just as natural to me as worshiping in a variety of different church traditions. And needless to say, it was clear to me that the Southern Baptist Church was not my final destination. I first got to know Holy Trinity during a Minister of Music search process in 2001 or so, and was immediately drawn to its reverent liturgy, relevant preaching, and realness about issues of sexuality. Pastor Mueller read the gospel at my now husband Steve and my commitment ceremony in 2002. And Holy Trinity continued to have a presence in my life on and off throughout the years until I finally started substituting as a musician at HT Loop Saturday services, then became the regular HT Loop musician and eventually came on board full time as administrator and joined the congregation. There are so many aspects of Holy Trinity that I love each and every person on this Zoom call among them. But the thing that's most important to me about Holy Trinity, it's something I wouldn't necessarily say that I love. It's actually kind of difficult sometimes. The thing that is most important to me about Holy Trinity is that it never fails to challenge me. Being a part of this community challenges me to be open to experiencing the image of God in those I might easily overlook. Being a part of this community challenges me to love this world, this earth that God so loves, not only with my heart and mind, but also with my hands and my feet. A favorite hymn text of mine by Brian Wren says, Thus freely loved, though fully known, may I in Christ be free to welcome and accept his own as Christ accepted me. I'm grateful to be a part of a congregation that embodies this love and welcome and always, always strives to draw the circle of that welcome 
ever more wide. Thank you for being a part of my faith story. I invite you to enter into gallery view so we can see one another as we do this together. And I invite some of you as well to unmute for this sharing of peace. Okay, good. Christ be with you always. And also with you.